The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Make the most of your life. When you remove the blocks that are holding you back, you can bring inspiration, passion, and purpose to yourself and those around you. This is the Hoffman Connection with your hosts, Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon. Our hosts and their guests will give you the tools that you need to improve yourself by bringing you closer to what really matters. Now, here's your host. Hello, I'm Raz and Grassi, the president of the Hoffman Institute, teacher of the Hoffman Process, and we're coming to you live from beautiful San Rafael in Northern California, up in Marin County. And if you've not heard of the Hoffman Institute before, we're celebrating 45 years as the leading personal development program, helping people who are serious about change. And we have 13 centers in 11 countries around the world. Um, my co-host is also a Hoffman teacher, Ed McClune. Ed, you're here? Yeah, thanks, Raz. I'm a Hoffman teacher and a marriage and family therapist here in the Bay Area. And as you heard Raz say, part of our logo is when you're serious about change. And here on the Hoffman Connection, Raz and I want to help you connect to other people who are serious about change, like our guest today, John Gray. And we're here to bring education, tools, inspiration to help you connect to a life that you love. As Raz said, you know, the process is offered in 13 countries around the, the U, or excuse me, around the world and about 30 times a year here in the U.S. If you'd like to learn more about the process, every Tuesday afternoon at 5 Pacific time, there's an introduction call, including immediately right after our show today. And if you want more information on that, you can go to our website, hoffmaninstitute.org, and you can get the call-in information for that confidential free intro call about the Hoffman process. And to introduce our, excuse me, to introduce our guest, John Gray, here's Raz. Well, John, uh, we're so happy to have you with us today. Uh, if anyone, any listener who's been anywhere in the last, uh, I would say, 25 years in the United States, has to have heard of John Gray because his metaphor, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, has just become so well-known and has provided all of us with a lot more understanding of the, not only the differences between the sexes, but what to do about it and how to get along. We all want to get along with each other. And, John, I want to, uh, you know, we'll talk more. We'll feature your books and uh, ask you lots of questions. But I've always been curious. I, I know you had... A, like five brothers, and then I read that you spent something like, I don't know, nine years as a celibate monk. And after all of that, how did it turn out that you're an expert on relationships? Well, <laughs> I have a unique perspective. <laughs> I I know myself. I know men quite well. And when I started counseling couples, women really were from another planet. <laughs> <laughs> so you realized they were from another planet, and so you, you came up with the uh, with the apt descriptor that, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus, 
Well, and, that was a playful way of looking at it. It wasn't as yeah. easy as that. It was, you know, I was seeing that women really do misunderstand men and men really do misunderstand women. And I was like standing back from that and going, if I could help translate between the two so we could really understand each other, which is the purpose of communication, a lot of the tension would, would lessen. Uh, and it did. And suddenly, you know, when you can't make sense of something, your frustrations dramatically increase. So you help people understand and respect and appreciate their differences. And um, I guess you've sold something like over 50 million copies of your of your books in 50 languages. That's hard to believe, but you've really had a big impact all over the world. Um, tell me now, though, I mean, probably today more than ever before, we all experience stress. And stress has got to be having an enormous impact on you know, taking a toll on our romantic relationships. Uh, how does that work for people? I mean, we often feel too tired or de-energized or burned out. Our motivation is gone. What's happening to relationships now? It's not just Mars and Venus. It's uh, the, Your more recent book was uh, Mars on Ice, Venus on Fire, and I think that's what you were talking about, wasn't it? Well, exactly. It's a book to help us understand. It was kind of like updating my Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus book from 20 years ago. One of the biggest men and women's brains have been evolving for uh, thousands and thousands of years. Uh, So in 20 years, that doesn't change much. But what does change dramatically is our roles. And today our roles are very different with more women in the workplace, uh, with time speeding up, with Facebook, you know, with with Twitter and with iPhones. our brains are being overstimulated, and overstimulated means more so than ever in history, and it has the effect of raising our stress levels. Uh, stress is a hormone called cortisol, and it affects our mood. Uh, it affects our energy levels. It affects the way we sleep, and certainly it affects our ability to feel uh, romantic feelings towards our partner. Uh, it affects our ability to feel patient and tolerant and accepting and it interferes with this is what's really interesting our ability to understand a different perspective i want to emphasize that one because when stress levels increase uh... blood flow stops to the front part of the brain and the front part of the brain the prefrontal cortex is the only part of the brain where we can actually understand a different perspective from our own instinctive or conditioned response so we all have these conditioned responses and projections that we put on our relationships and other people. And to really understand, you know, another person, another perspective, uh, we have to be using, you know, in a sense, the, the more human part of the brain, which is the prefrontal cortex. And when we're under stress, that part of the brain uh, doesn't get much activity. Therefore, the, what, I'm, what I'm saying is that our ability to have a loving relationship dramatically diminishes. Even if we love our partner, we give up our life for our partner, but the ability to be compassionate, empathetic, understanding of a different perspective, and remembering those differences diminishes when we're under stress. And does that stress, is that a hormone, cortisol? Yeah, well, there's, so when situations are challenging us and we feel powerless or we sense, feel a sense of urgency, our stress levels will, will go up. And what's interesting about the difference between men and women is some of the brain scans have shown that under moderate stress, which I think we all could say our lives are moderately stressful most of the time, uh, at moderate stressful levels, uh, men's brains and women's brains are very, very different. 
uh, women have eight times more blood flow to the emotional part of the brain. So she's having a much uh, a more emotional response to stress. That's one difference. Uh, another uh, difference is that uh, researchers have found that there's a hormone called oxytocin, uh, which is a nurturing hormone, bonding hormone, friendship hormone. Whenever you're in a situation where you feel supported, and supportive, befriending someone or nurturing someone, this hormone gets produced. And it's unique in that for women, it is the hormone that lowers their stress levels and it doesn't have that effect on men. So this is, you know, what women are missing today and needing most is more of this hormone oxytocin because the current research is showing that women in the workplace have stress levels that are twice as high as men's. And when they come home, whether they're married or not, whether they're living with a man or not, their stress levels are four times higher than a man's. So this is like shocking stuff. Sort of like that old statement we used to hear that uh, Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did, only she did it going backwards and in high heels. And particularly today, yeah, because women are in the workplace doing what men do, and they come home, and there's a lot of conditioning inside of them, and genetics actually that says you know i've got a 12-hour job here and i don't have time to do it wow uh, ed how are we doing on time we're doing just fine Raz. okay great well that is astounding so what you know now that we cannot understand these differences what can we do about it i mean how does how can are, are there different foods we should be eating or de-stressing or what do you what, what are your uh, prescriptions well there's a lot of uh, you know, it's a big perspective. <laughs> it's how to be happy in today's world. It's not a real simple <laughs> answer, but you did touch on two of the main places I like to focus is, you know, one hand, uh, better understanding of each other makes a world of difference, uh, as opposed to, you know, we can go over some tips and whatever, but they, they really don't work uh, unless you have the understanding to go with them. And it takes a while to really understand something, like if you're just moving into algebra or even calculus, you don't get it right away. And, and this is such a kind of a politically charged area because, you know, people, everybody needs to feel validated. And, uh, and, and so suddenly I start to make generalizations and people go, wait a second, is that me? Is that not me? Is that my partner? Whatever. And, and, uh, but in order to talk about the differences, we have to make generalizations. So it doesn't mean everybody fits into these categories exactly, but we need to kind of know uh, if we want to cope better with stress, and this is my message, is really good to know what is masculine and what is feminine inside of us. We all have a masculine and feminine side, but we are also men and women. And for women, there's a actual an innate wiring that helps them cope with stress. There's a particular hormones that help them do it. There's certain behaviors that will work better for women and not so much for men, and certain behaviors that work for men and not so much for women. And they would be called the masculine and feminine. And quite often, women easily get sort of lost in their masculine, particularly when they're in a sort of work-dominated, masculine-dominated work world. Uh, it's easy for women to sort of become very masculine and disconnect from what is feminine within them. And one of the problems with that is their happiness level goes radically down. Their stress level goes very much higher because the research is showing that when you stimulate female hormones uh, in, in women, that their stress levels go down. And when you stimulate masculine hormones in women, their stress levels go up. 
And you turn that around, and you, if you stimulate masculine hormones in men, testosterone, their stress levels go down. And if you have high estrogen in men, for example, causes their stress levels to go up and, and causes their risk of heart disease to dramatically go off the chart and causes prostate cancer. All kinds of things happen to men on a health level uh, when their female hormones are being stimulated too much. So certain behaviors stimulate female hormones, certain behaviors stimulate male hormones. Well, I can really see why you updated, uh, you know, the original men are from Mars, women are from Venus, uh, because 25 years of brain research has really validated your original premise. Yeah, that's and, the really fun part of it, writing these yeah. later books, is being able to take almost the same concepts I wrote about back then and talk about and being able to bring them into present time with the research, which really explains those differences. You know, here's here's one of those, for example, is a, I like very much, is, you know, one of the most popular concepts of Men Are From Mars was that, you know, for many men at the end of their day, they'll come home and they'll go to their cave, their man cave, and uh, there's a sign on it that says, do not enter or be burned by dragon. Right. <laughs> and it's, it's like, just give me some time to be alone. And women generally don't understand that instinctively because for women, as I mentioned before, the hormone oxytocin is the bonding hormone. It's sharing, it's connecting, it's being together. And we men like that. That's a feel-good thing. But if we're stressed, that's the last thing we need, generally speaking, particularly under moderate stress. What men like to do and is, is sort of relax, pull away, take some time to be alone or read the news or watch, uh, do some exercise or watch TV, particularly a football game or something like that. And it turns out that whenever a man is, in a, is, a, is able to forget his problems at work, to forget his problems of his life, and then just relax, he actually recovers from stress most effectively. Uh-huh. In, in indigenous cultures around the world, uh, ancient religions have all talked about this. You'll see the men at the end of the day, uh, they meditate or they sit around the fire, they work on their tools, they're very quiet, whereas women will tend to be very busy, making lots of noise and, and interacting and raising the children and cooking and cleaning, all these different things. And you'll see it in every indigenous area. Uh, like even in Africa, you know, the women make lots of noise because it actually keeps the animals away. Uh, whereas men, when they're in danger, they're out, out hunting or whatever, they have to learn to be quiet. And uh. so men, our brains really quote, deal well with stress if we can quiet the mind for a little while. It's not the only way, but it's an important part of it. Well, we're here in our man cave, Raz and I, and we're going to take a short <laughs> break in just a second with um, just a, a font of information to bring couples closer together and have greater understanding, John Gray. And speaking of which, John is helping us by uh, donating books that we're giving away to callers this afternoon. If you call in to pose questions to John, we'll also be giving you um, not his most recent book, but the book Why Venus and Mars Collide to any callers at 866-472-5788. Once again, 866-472-5788. Or you can join us by email at hoffmaninstitute.org slash radio. We're giving the, the books to callers, though. And we'll be back with more questions for John and hopefully some of your questions in just a minute or so here on the Hoffman Connection.
talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at HoffmanInstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit HoffmanInstitute.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McLoon, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. This is Raz and Grossi with John Gray and Ed McLoon. And John has been talking about the uh, about updating his original premise, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, uh, with all the modern brain research and hormone research of the last 20, 25 years that has served to validate his original premise and describe the, the brain differences and the hormonal differences in men and women and why they react differently to stress and how that actually gets in the way of them being together in the most wonderful ways we what we would want to enjoy. I want to mention that <clears throat> this whole topic of wellness in general and learning how to take responsibility for your own wellness and your partner's wellness, supporting each other, is a topic of enormous interest. John's an expert on it, and he has a three-day workshop coming up in Sausalito, May 18th to the 20th, a three-day workshop uh, on wellness, and it fits right into his whole premise. If you want to know more about that, just go to his website, MarsVenus.com. MarsVenus.com is John Gray's website. You can learn about the Wellness Workshop. Um, John, tell us a little bit about what happens when Venus... You've been talking a little bit, I guess, about it. If anything, anything else you'd like to say? What happens when Venus and Mars collide? And what are three, four key things that all couples should, you know, if you could, they could take away from today's show to enhance their relationships? Well... As I mentioned before, I always shy away from tips, but I will give some because it's it's more the insight and the understanding that that causes the frustration. Uh, if, if, however, having said that, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that flow. When I speak at medical conferences, for example, uh, 
I, I point out that the healthiest thing somebody can do for longevity, for freedom from heart attacks, freedom from cancer, freedom from autoimmune diseases is to lower their stress. And everybody knows that. But you can't change your life out there, all these stressors. But what you can do is change the way you relate to your partner or the quality of your relationships. And it's proven that the quality of relationship is the number one factor regarding health of anything else. And it's not necessarily do you love your partner, but are you getting your emotional needs met in your relationship? That's the main key is when you're getting your emotional needs met in your relationship, there's a hormonal balance that takes place that lowers stress levels. And when stress levels go down, your risk of cancer dramatically is reduced. Uh, your risk of heart disease is dramatically re- reduced. Your risk of obesity and diabetes is dramatically reduced. All of these current lifestyle diseases that we have today are all directly related to the quality of our relationships. And the quality of our relationships is then directly related, you know, and back to the quality of our health. You know, if we're stressed out, we don't have good relationships. If we don't have good relationships, then we're stressed out. Uh, so, so it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And, you know, it's important. The reason I teach this class on wellness is important for people to understand how their relationship affects their health and how their health can affect their relationship, something that nobody does out there. And yet it's the most critical factor for health, and it's also the most critical factor for relationships, is this, this dynamic of mind and body and understanding the relationship between the two. Uh, you know, for example... If, if you're stressed, your body's ability to digest protein dramatically drops. Your pancreas can't make enzymes to digest your proteins if you're stressed out. So when you're stressed, you can't get your protein, which breaks down into these peptides that break down into amino acids that produce the brain chemicals of serotonin and dopamine and GABA. Now, these three brain chemicals are the things that make makes our relationships work, and when our relationships are working, it makes those brain chemicals. Dopamine, it gives us focus, makes us interested in our partner. Uh, it's that, that part of the brain that gets stimulated, the dopamine receptor sites, when you're in love, they're firing at a very high rate, which is you have dopamine gives you pleasure, it makes you interested in your partner, and after a while, familiarity sets in. Once you get to know your partner, they don't automatically stimulate dopamine. And if you're not digesting your food, then your dopamine levels drop dramatically. Then you have something called ADD symptoms, uh, ADD, attention deficit disorder. And then we see this in children today. And, you know, it's a, a travesty that we're, you know, we're doping up our kids uh, with, who have ADD and ADHD with methamphetamines. These are drugs. That are, that are just like crack cocaine, and we're giving them to children, and they have well-known dangerous side effects, but many parents don't know they have the option, and, and, and adults don't know they have the option. Uh, you can simply take supplements to correct it. I've seen it over and over and over, which is uh, pre-digested proteins along with grapeseed extract and vitamin C, and suddenly ADD symptoms gone, and suddenly men being way more energetic and more more focused, more interested in their partners because you need the foundation to, to express that love for your partner through interest, and that's dopamine because men have more muscle mass. They tend to run out of the amino acids faster to make dopamine because it's the same amino acids that build muscle. And under stress, you use up those amino acids rebuilding muscle mass rather than making dopamine in the brain, which makes you more attentive and motivated and interested in your partner. 
in the beginning of a relationship, there's enough newness, there's enough novelty to stimulate high levels of dopamine. But that will go away, and you need to have a very efficient system uh, in your in your body to make dopamine. Otherwise, boredom sort of sets in, lack of interest. And you still love your partner, but you don't have that juice. On the other hand, women are more susceptible to low serotonin. Uh, serotonin is the brain chemical that allows us to feel optimistic and to feel appreciative and happy. And when women don't have enough of that, then their ability to focus on what's good about their life and their relationship diminishes, and instead they tend to focus on what's not good. And this is a, this is a natural phenomenon. When, when, you know, when women are stressed, again, there's eight times more blood flow uh, to the emotional part of the brain, uh, to, the, to the emotional memory, which remembers all the things that have gone wrong. So, you know, all she has to do is have her blood sugar drop, and then there's no fuel to make serotonin in her brain. And she'll experience temporary amnesia and forget any good thing you've ever done, Raz. You know, it's just like it's gone. <laughs> and she remembers every mistake you've ever made. And a man's going, what just happened here? And his wife doesn't make sense to him. Uh, or, you know, we, we go through these shifts in, to our partners. We just don't make sense. Women can suddenly start bringing up issues from the past. Uh, one of the things men will do is we'll be like hot and cold, you know, when, when our dopamine levels are high, we suddenly want to be, we're interested in our partner, we're attentive to her. Then we go off to our cave and we ignore her completely and she's going, who is this guy? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> right. You know, John, many of the couples that I see in my private practice, they'll, this almost this, uh, debate about whose version of reality are we going to live in? And almost the, the fight is, well, who's right? And so what I'm hearing is that besides all the, you know, cultural differences, Venus and Mars kind of differences. There's also just this whole component of how each person in the relationship is dealing with stress and even nutrition and all sorts of more body-centered uh, phenomena affecting the relationship or at least their ability to connect with each other. Yeah, you know, it's very challenging. You're absolutely right. And to me, there's some simple supplements that, that I have as basics at my website, Mars Venus. There's about 20 that I recommend, wow. and not for everyone, but, you know, there's like the lithium orotate, uh, which immediately reduces stress for both men and women. Women need it a bit more. But when we eat sugar, for example, we lose our lithium. When we're under stress, we tend to lose our lithium. Lithium is it's in our water, it's in our food, but not enough. And, and this is not to be confused with what doctors prescribe, which is lithium carbonate, which is prescribed in doses that are toxic to the system for bipolar patients and so forth. But this is just for everybody, everybody, any age. I give it to children. I mean, this is simply just a mineral supplement along with other minerals that we tend to be deficient in. Zinc we tend to be deficient in. And there's a form of zinc, uh, zinc orotate, uh, lithium orotate, calcium orotate, magnesium orotate. I call them super minerals. You can't really find them in health food stores. That's why I have them on my website. Uh, they're mainly available in Germany. But uh, you just take small doses, and it goes right into the brain. And with a good, uh, easy-to-digest protein shake, kids just immediately start being more cooperative, more attentive. Husbands have more motivation and clarity. I just did an experiment myself. I've been following that routine I just mentioned for 10 years. And I decided I was going to go off of it for a week. And I started noticing my forehead started wrinkling up, you know, like I was stressed. I wasn't remembering things. I wasn't waking up in a good mood. I mean, it was amazing. And 
it's just being able to get high quality mineral support that most people don't get if you're eating, you know, the food that's available today. And particularly if you travel, you know, when you travel, you're just eating restaurant food, which is very deficient in nutrients. But even, even here at, when I'm at home, my wife has an organic garden and everything, but I still need mineral supplementation to be at my peak. And, you know, I learned about this years ago, 10, 10 12 years ago, I had pre-Parkinson's and, you know, I, I went to an alternative clinic down in Mexico where they gave me an IV drip of a pre-digested protein. That was it, and it cured it. And But the, the key factor here is when I came back, my wife, she didn't say anything for three months, but then the effects of it started to wear off, and she says, you know, she says, you, don't, you haven't realized it, but you, you're the man I married, you know, 30 years ago. <laughs> you're, like, amazing. And uh, actually, at that point, it was 20 years ago, but the... And I said, what are you talking about? And she says, you're more attentive, you're more interested, you're more eager to do things, you don't leave messes around. And I'm saying, that's ridiculous. And she says, I, I always, I'm a good guy. And she says, yes, you are, but not all the time. Now you had more of that energy. <laughs> so then she said, I want you to go back to Mexico and get another treatment. <laughs> Nothing like positive reinforcement in right. our relationships. Right. <laughs> hey, John, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, while we do that, we want to invite any of our listeners to call in with questions for this leading expert on the relationships between men and women. Dr. John Gray. Our phone line here is 866-472-5788. Again, that's 866-472-5788. Or you can join us by email at Hoffman Institute, excuse me, radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. And for all our callers, we're um, giving away John's one of John's books today, Why Venus and Mars Collide. So bring us your questions if you like via the phone, and we'll be back with more with Dr. John Gray right after this. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grassi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. 
Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. And for callers to our show today, we're giving away a copy of Dr. John Gray's book, Why Venus and Mars Collide. The number again, 866-472-5788 on the Hoffman Connection. John, you said something earlier that caught my ear because um, in working with couples, there's this, you know, sometimes some piece of language comes into the culture and it becomes a slogan and then sometimes it becomes something that uses as an accusation and this was um you're not meeting my emotional needs as if my partner is supposed to meet my needs versus am i responsible to meet my emotional needs versus how does the relationship itself sometimes create a container for those needs to be satisfied can you say something about that gosh i I love talking about that subject for me it's it's the i call it the 9010 principle which is we need to look to ourselves to be happy and fulfilled and think of it like a scale from one to a hundred. If we think of it that I can bring myself to feeling good, that's like up to 90 on the scale, then I can look to my partner to bring me from feeling good to feeling great. And that's what a relationship can provide for us, the opportunity to take us out of ourselves and then to share who we are to bring somebody to a higher level. But to share who we are and bring somebody from zero to a hundred is, you know, not a healthy relationship because then you're depending on someone else for what you need to depend on yourself for. And no one can ever satisfy you in that way, ever. But there's an illusion that your partner can, because you could be running on empty and you could fall in love, and suddenly it seems like your partner brought you from zero to a 100. <laughs> and, and that's simply because in the newness of a relationship, particularly when, you're, when you are kind of low and empty, the newness can stimulate these brain chemicals and give you almost a drug-like experience. Uh, high levels of dopamine are associated with cocaine, and they're also associated the same part of the brain uh, with falling in love. So to some extent in the beginning of relationships, we are on a bit of a, a drug trip. And to whatever extent that we're empty and within ourselves, it is more like a drug trip. But if we're more fulfilled inside of ourselves, then we go from feeling good to feeling great. Rather than going from zero to great, that's very unrealistic, and it sets up a pattern of depending on your partner to make you happy, then when you're not happy, you blame your partner rather than take responsibility to find fulfillment in your life. Right, which only sets the possibility of that fulfillment farther apart as we push each other away, stressed out. <laughs> now, as you know, we're talking here, I talk everything through the glasses of gender. And as a therapist, have you noticed that, that little statement about you're not meeting my emotional needs to be rather high from women, or do you see it equal from men and women? Well, here in Northern California, as you know, maybe it's, it's a little different than over different parts of the country. But I'd say it's still, it, it's become almost the vindictive thing. Well, you're not meeting mine either. Well, that's yeah, the I mean, point. <laughs> now, now, you just gave the male response. Exactly. <laughs> the male response, I call it tit for tat, which is when women complain, men do respond with the same complaint back. I mean, if a woman says, you're not listening, he says, well, you're not listening to me. Well, I've got 10 complaints about you. A man's going to say, well, I've got 20 about you. <laughs> it does go right back to the grade school playground somehow. Well, you do too. <laughs> anyway, um, we've got a caller. Uh, Robert is calling John. and Let's uh, go directly to him now see what our listeners are asking. Robert, are you there? Hello. Yes, I am. Uh, John, I just was wondering, uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the, the show oxytocin for women. And I was wondering if there's any way or any supplement 
Uh, is there an oxytocin supplement or something that directly supports that? Well, what directly supports it is serotonin. And there's no direct supplement of serotonin, but what you want to do is transport the ingredients into the brain to make serotonin. Uh, when you don't have enough serotonin, it starts down-regulating serotonin receptor sites, which are the same receptor sites for oxytocin. So there's a relationship between serotonin and oxytocin. If you have low serotonin, it's very hard for your body to make oxytocin, is the point I'm making. So if you do, if you, there are supplements that would dramatically increase serotonin, and that would be a few of them. I mentioned them again on my website, marsvenus.com. I have these little 10-minute videos on all the things I'm going to suggest here. The most significant is lithium orotate, 4.5 milligrams twice a day. The next one would be 5-HTP, which is the precursor to serotonin. It's a natural ingredient that comes from a plant from Africa, and it's an amazing supplement. So th- those are your two key key ones, as well as protein in the morning, uh, ideally a, a um, what's called undenatured whey protein. It's not been pasteurized with heat, and so it converts right into serotonin. It's a very potent little mixture for women or men to take in the morning to bump up their brain chemicals uh, and just an overall good mineral supplement. But those are some of the supplements that I, I give little talks on and give more detail on how it can be used and so forth. But that will dramatically increase a woman's oxytocin levels if she then does the behaviors to stimulate oxytocin. Keep in mind that all of the natural solutions that I recommend are not drugs. A drug will create an altered state in your brain. If you provide the right nutritional support, it will not change your state, but it will allow you to produce the brain chemicals and hormones needed if you perform the right activities. And activities that would stimulate oxytocin, for example, would be taking a 40-minute bath. Uh, listening to beautiful music, going for a walk in nature, uh, getting your hair shampooed, uh, having someone give you a massage, uh, going shopping when you're not in a hurry. These are all kinds of activities. Or going on a romantic date where a man opens doors for you uh, and, and plans it, and, he, and you look forward to it. These are big oxytocin stimulators. And maybe the most important is feeling heard uh, when you can feel safe and yet vulnerable and share what's going on inside uh, it's a major oxytocin producer, which is why, you know, most people, 90% of the people who go to therapy, for example, are women uh, because uh, therapy can be such a massive oxytocin producer because you feel, you know, you establish a relationship where it's safe to share what's going on inside. Great. Well, thank you very much. That's a great question. Thank you so much. There well, is, by you, the Robert. way, yeah. they, they made a synthetic drug of oxytocin because they found out that oxytocin is the hormone that, stimulates orgasm in women and so the big drug companies came up with the oxytocin hormone drug uh, but they took it off the market basically because it's such a drug it takes you high and you become very sexually responsive but then you crash down and you you feel rather negative emotions the next day and i'll say it jokingly but you know basically you have to find somebody before you get home to have sex with and the next day you shoot them (laughs) (laughs) well we don't want that John, what are some strategies uh, for for building confidence in a woman? You know, for especially if she's feeling overwhelmed with all the stressors and strains of today's life. You know, what, what how can a man uh, do a better job? Well, you know, to understand what women are going through today, if they're in the workplace, generally women. We did a survey of a hundred thousand women, and we found that ninety percent of them felt like they weren't appreciated and valued in the workplace. 
And generally, whenever there's discontent in a relationship, one of the first things a woman will say is she doesn't feel appreciated. And to men, when we did the survey in the workplace, it's like, of course we appreciate women. You know, that's what we hire them. <laughs> and so there's a the big disconnect there is because women feel valued in a different way than men do. Let's say I hire you to do a job and I pay you well and I give you lots of independence to do it. I don't have to be involved with it at all. You feel greatly valued because I appreciated you. I paid you. But that doesn't do it for women. What they want to know is they want you to know the details of what they go through in every day. Because, see, they're giving their heart and soul to everything they do quite a lot. And, you know, that that is expressed through disappointments and frustrations and concerns and they're worried. And men make comments like, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Why are you so upset about it? Let's just forget it. Let's have a good time. These kind of dismissive comments basically let her know that not only do you not know what she goes through, but you don't even value what she's going through. It's if what she's feeling is not even important. And that's not the message he feels inside, but that's often what she hears. So, so if we so, learn to listen more to what women are going through in a, from a positive perspective, trying to see what a good, good, wonderful person she is, uh, that allows her to feel valued and appreciated, seen and heard, and that's certainly a major oxytocin producer. Great. And what about for men? What are the do's and don'ts of appreciating men? Well, the key with men is, is you know, whenever women are giving advice to men, you know, asking a lot of questions and giving advice, it's giving him the message that you don't trust him <laughs> and you don't think he can do it. And it's quite annoying. You know, in our survey of 100,000 women, uh, actually 100,000 people in the workplace, what we found is, do women ask too many questions? Women said no, and men all, almost all said yes. And that's the annoying thing is when women question men, uh, when women want to correct men, offer unsolicited advice, it can be very, very annoying to men. But one of the biggest issues is, you know, what I see in my experience is that it's women basically who are more unhappy today than men, and that's backed up by university studies. And the ultimate thing when a man is thinking of leaving his wife is because she's not happy. And, you know, it's in, when women are thinking of leaving their husband, it's because she's not happy. You know, that's the real issue here. But men do have their challenges and so forth, and they're less about the woman in their life, and they're less about the relationship. Uh, it's about learning how to be, how to help her make herself happy is one thing. But another thing for men's happiness, you have to take the time to rest and relax. Men are getting overwhelmed, overworked. Uh, they need to work hard, and then they need to let their brain shut off. It's devi- designed to shut off a good meditation technique or good rituals to just block out the work world for a period of a few hours every night is essential uh and and not while you're just while you're sleeping but you need to have some downtime it's very important for men but more important for men is to realize that we're being inundated with environmental toxicity which lowers our testosterone levels this is just shocking the average 40 year old man uh, has the testosterone levels of a 70 year old man just 30 or 40 years ago so there's a huge drop in sperm count in men, 75% drop. There's a huge drop in testosterone. And testosterone is the hormone of health for men. It's the hormone of energy and motivation. And, you know, when your testosterone levels are normal, you don't easily react to things. You don't overreact to things. You don't find yourself getting uh, petty and irritable and moody. All these kind of worst traits of men happen only when men's testosterone levels are low. I don't want to imply it's just about hormones, but they play a huge role and I'm not recommending taking hormones either. That's not what I'm saying. But there are natural herbs that will increase testosterone levels. And the reason we need to take them, and I recommend them to all men, at least for a couple of months, to restore their healthy, normal testosterone levels, is because there's so much estrogens in the environment 
that they lower our testosterone levels. And there's, there's actual herbs. They don't have testosterone in them, but they give the message to the brain that you need to make more testosterone, and that's all. Because ironically, when you're picking up all these excess estrogens in the environment from pollutants and toxins, which are all xenoestrogens, it gives the message to the, to the brain to stop making testosterone. Because in primitive days, for thousands and thousands of years, the only time a man would have too much estrogen is if the precursor to that was too much testosterone. So when your body has too much testosterone, it converts into estrogen. So then estrogen tells the body to stop making testosterone. But the reason we have too much estrogen today is not because we're making it. It's because the environment is putting it into our body, and then we end up with low testosterone. So good testosterone supplement is really, really good. I've got a great one on my website that works for practically everybody. Uh, it's called Tonkat Ali from Bangkok, and it's been used for hundreds of years, no side effects, completely safe. In a month or so, you'll get them back to, for most men, right back to normal like you were when you were a kid, wow. a young man. We're going to take a break now, a short break. When we come back, John, we want to hear more from you about all these fascinating subjects and especially, you know, how the hormone research is validating your, your principle, your, your basic premise and uh, helping us to appreciate the differences and resolve them between the sexes. We'll be back in just a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are your unconscious patterns holding you back from a life you truly love? For 45 years, the Hoffman Process has helped people reclaim their ability to find love, forgiveness, and their true purpose in life. According to a University of California Davis study, Hoffman Process participants significantly increased their joy, satisfaction, and emotional intelligence on a sustained and lasting basis. For more information, visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Are you looking for more joy, satisfaction, and love in your life? The Hoffman Process can give you the foundation and tools you need to create your ideal future. Celebrating 45 years as the premier personal growth program, the Hoffman Process has helped over 80,000 people worldwide discover answers and guidance to help them find their best life ever. Visit us at hoffmaninstitute.org for more information. The Hoffman Process, when you're serious about change. Again, visit hoffmaninstitute.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Hoffman Connection. To reach Raz and Grossi, Ed McClune, or this week's guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to radio at hoffmaninstitute.org. Now, back to our program. We're here today with John Gray, who has been, the last 45 minutes, really illuminating his, uh, his work on men are from Mars, women are from Venus, by bringing it up to date with the most uh, modern hormone research and brain research, 
And one of the things that John, you were talking about just before the break is how the stressors and the environmental factors of our modern life are actually altering the hormonal balance. And we were talking about men uh, and that their testosterone levels are going way down. And I want to ask you, what are some things that men can do to, well, what, first off, what is, what, what is it like to have uh, the, the right amount of, of testosterone? What does it feel like to be a man with a healthy level of testosterone level? And then what are some things we can do? You mentioned a, a food supplement, but also what are some behavioral things we can do to maintain that testosterone? Well, the first thing that happens is that testosterone decline in men is a gradual phenomenon in the West uh, starting around age 35. And so you don't really notice it. You just sort of think you're getting older you have less energy, you're less motivated, you find you're waking up in the night several times, you have to, you know, go to the bathroom many times. These are all various symptoms of low testosterone. Your wife would be able to notice it and say here that you tend to become more inflexible, uh, grumpy, irritable, moody, needy. These are all uh, some of the symptoms of, you know, it's also bad behavior, a uh, lack of, you know, putting forth the effort, but... They're also, if you find somebody at those, in those behaviors, they'll also have low testosterone. And I like to emphasize this because most people think of testosterone as being aggression and men misbehaving as, as testosterone levels too high and so forth. It is true that when men's testosterone levels uh, go too high, they do become aggressive, but uh, it's not because of uh, the testosterone. It's because the testosterone, first of all, they were trained to be aggressive, uh, that's sort of been taught into them. But when testosterone levels go too high, uh, it's unhealthy for the body, and the body turns it into estrogen. And it's estrogen that causes men to become violent, for example, and moody and irritable. Uh, estrogen is the female hormone, so you get your feelings hurt, and then you want to hurt back and all these problems. But when you're kind of cool, calm, collected, and moving smoothly through life, and you have more of a zen approach, that's all normal testosterone levels. And that will always be accompanying it. And what we want to do is, is culture that and uh, the, the actual behavior that rebuilds testosterone levels to normal levels is rest, conscious rest. Uh, when you find yourself alert and yet also relaxed, that could be a hobby. In most traditions, it's a form of meditation. It could be journaling. Uh, it can be listening to your wife. If you learn how to listen in a relaxed way without taking it personally, that's a major uh, testosterone rebuilder. But you have to be relaxed. And, of course, the ultimate is when you've got all these problems at work and you're stressed out, just to take some time alone. Aloneness is the real key to rebuilding testosterone. However, there's a big caveat to that. If you don't work hard, then aloneness doesn't do anything. You have to use up your testosterone by solving problems through effort and work and challenge and making a difference in the world and actually making some sacrifices, which means doing what you don't want to do sometimes for a noble cause. Uh, these, these things all use up your testosterone so that, that at the end of the day, you can rest and relax. And you know that feeling whenever you had a really productive day, you go, ah, oh, I deserve a rest. That's the feeling that you need to have while you're relaxing your muscles, and that will rebuild your testosterone. So Wonderful. that's the key, is that, you know, to create that space. And often in today's world, it's uh, really hard for men to give themselves permission to take that rest and relaxation because they're often seen as, you know, like sexist pigs, selfish, narcissistic, only wanting to do what they want to do. <laughs> I, I, you know, these are words that I hear out there, 
you know, and women will look at their husbands and they're going, I work, you work, what, what are you doing sitting on that couch, you know, why aren't you helping me, why aren't you doing this and that and that? And he says, I just need the rest for a while. And she, she looks at him and she's puzzled. She can't make any sense of it. And quite often she misinterprets it and thinks that he's not willing to help or thinks that he doesn't love her or thinks that she's not important or thinks that he's irresponsible or thinks that he can't get done, things done, thinks he's a child. And all those all those judgments just make him want to sit on the couch even more. Exactly. Um. Those judgments are sources of stress, so he has to keep pulling away from the stress in order to rebuild his testosterone. Well, one of the things that I want to make sure our, our listeners uh, know about is your wonderful wellness workshop that's being held in Sausalito May 18th to the 20th. Uh, you can just go to MarsVenus.com and learn about the wellness workshop. Really fantastic for men and women, for couples, because all of this kind of uh, hormonal stuff and and brain research material that fits into John's premise uh, about men are from Mars, women are from Venus, the differences between each other, learning how to appreciate those differences in order to work with them successfully. All of that material is covered in his wellness workshop, and uh, it's a three-day workshop, May 18th to the 20th in Sausalito, California. It's at, it's at Cavallo Point, isn't it, John? Yeah, Cavallo Point, which just overlooks the San Francisco Bay and right under the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, it's a fantastic uh, retreat site. Um, Ed, you have a question for John? Maybe not. Let me ask you another question, John. John, um, We all want a better work-life balance, and uh, you mentioned that women are... Uh, you know, more in the workplace than ever before. Well, we're all working more, uh, you know. Yes. And and what advice do you have for men and women looking to achieve a better life-work balance? Well, there's there's three areas. To achieve that work-life balance, It's one is I just talked about it for men, which is you're out there working. Men, men have been doing it for thousands of years, and we're, we need to continue doing it, which is you have to have that downtime at the end of the day. Now, somebody, a woman might say, what about me, what about me? What women need is not downtime. What they need is to not feel that they're alone. And when they're not alone, they feel plenty of oxytocin. That's that sense of support. And that's kind of hard if you're depending on him completely and he's sitting in his cave. You may feel like you're all alone. Unless you understand men and you realize he'll come out of the cave, that's A. But B is to understand that women throughout history uh, do not have an off switch to their brain. Uh, the brain of a woman just keeps going on and on and on. Women are designed to never stop. They don't need to sit on the couch. And if they do, it's generally because they're in a testosterone job and their testosterone levels have dropped. And so they have somewhat of a need for that rebuilding of testosterone. But the big one that lowers stress, testosterone does not lower stress for women. Uh, what lowers stress for women is the oxytocin. And there's three ways we can... A woman can support herself and a man can help support her in terms of oxytocin. There's three categories that I see are most relevant today. One is romance, uh, another is communication, and another is domestic support. Uh, often, you know, I did a study, I uh, worked with a group that did a study, uh, and what they found is that six out of ten women would like for their husbands to help out more at home. And yet another another part of the questionnaire is only one out of three couples actually sits down and divides up the duties around the house. They don't even talk about it. Uh, another study shows that, you know, women whose husbands do help out, women can spend up to three hours a day redoing what he did. <laughs> so, this yeah. is a whole... 
there's a whole frustration here. So what I suggest is like divide up the duties to things that uh, she doesn't have sort of the same expectations as you have of a woman to do it. Because women do see more dirt, uh, and they see it. And, and men just don't see it as much. Most men just don't see it. Like countertops, and, you know, men won't see the dirt on it, but women, like, immediately notice something on a countertop. We need to clean that off. So there, there's more help around the house that we have to balance that with a man's need for his rest, uh, also romance, and better communication. Great, John. Thank you very much. This hour has gone by so quickly, and I want to steer everyone to your website, marsvenus.com. People can get all the different um, information about the nutritional supplements, about your books, your appearances there at marsvenus.com. And I want to also steer listeners, if we're interested in the Hoffman process or what's going on with the Hoffman Institute Foundation, to our website, hoffmaninstitute.org. We have a free confidential information telephone call uh, starting at 5 o'clock Pacific time, just right around now. And for more information, you can go to our website again to find out about how to call in and learn more about our work, the Hoffman Process. Again, that's the hoffmaninstitute.org. Thanks for listening to the Hoffman Connection. I'm Ed McClune with Raz and Grassi, and we wish you a wonderful week. We'll see you back here next week on Voice America Radio. Thank you again for being a part of the Hoffman Connection. Please join your hosts, Raz and Grossi and Ed McLoon, again next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, make it an outstanding week.